Hey guys, welcome back to the Take Control Podcast. You got Brandy here. It's Kim. Hey guys, it's Ariel. And we are back and I am going to be leading the show today. It's been a minute. <laughs> um, so if I mess up, you know, just bear with me. Does anybody have any announcements, any updates? How's y'all's week been? What's been going on? I have an announcement, guys. <laughs> it was my birthday week. I'm 25. <laughs> 25, you know, kids. Shout out to my baby, Jacquees. Um, He took me to dinner, so I'm just like... <laughs> yeah, that's about it. My week was um, interesting. We had to shut down at work, but we're back at it. Um, but the week before that was great because it was my birthday week. Birthday weekend was dope. Spent it with the people that love me and care about me the most, and that's all I wanted this year was to be surrounded by love, uplifting spirits, People that have been there for me through hard times. I just wanted to be surrounded by my people. So it was cool. That's dope. You look very pretty. Thank you so much. I'm glad you enjoyed your birthday. I did. Dario, any announcements, updates? No. (laughs) (laughs) My energy has just been off, so I'm trying to get back with the spirits. Completely understand. Um, I don't have any announcements. Uh updates. I thought I had Corona, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, thank God. Um, yeah, I was feeling bad all last week. And um, now I feel better. I'm starting to feel like myself again. We had a whole show. It was amazing. And I lost it. It deleted from my computer. And I paid $90 for a program to try to get it. Y'all should have seen me. I was upset. Like, I was upset and it didn't work and And I didn't get my $90 back I called the bank and tried to dispute it and (laughs) I don't know if they're still investigating you better do that shit again (laughs) what but I haven't got my $90 back and we still lost the episode but um we're going to re-record with a man and um (laughs) (laughs) because we had a lot of topics where we need a male's opinion and hopefully you guys enjoy that show yeah yeah so hopefully you guys enjoy that show when it comes out uh do not forget to follow us on our social media our instagram is take control podcast our twitter is take control pod facebook group take control podcast and any listener questions emails that you want to send please send those to take control podcast at gmail.com uh all right so to jump right into the entanglement did you guys watch red table talk i did yes yes i was surprised it was short i don't know why but i didn't think it would only be 12 minutes long i i don't think i had an expectation of how long it was going to be aren't the other ones like an hour yeah they are but i haven't watched in quite some time but i did tune into this one um i thought it was a good conversation i enjoy all of the memes that i have been able to post as a result of jada and august alcina one thing i will say about the conversation is that i although i don't agree with married people dating um other people while still married i appreciate the willingness to be open to a point with their audience. Um, I thought that they were very transparent um, as much as they were willing to be or as much as they could be surrounding the conversation about what happened. And I 
thought it was nice to see that unconditional love in such a way. Like, I feel like Will loves Jada in her totality, her full self. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was nice. Um, He's a strong man. He, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) One thing I don't like is that for Jada to preach this whole healness and wholeness thing that she does, I felt like she didn't really give that in that interview. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just using the word entanglement, like she was trying to shy away from Even it. Even Will was like, he was entanglement. like entanglement. She was like, yeah. Yeah, she was like, I said that. Like, she, I mean, it's a real <laughs> word, but I mean. It applies. She dumbed it down. Yeah, she definitely <laughs> dumbed it down. Hopefully, uh, I did notice when the episode came out that she said that there was a separate conversation that they weren't going they were not going to air at that time mm-hmm. so hopefully we get that conversation as well but mm-hmm. you know just it's not in my tax bracket uh, i just i don't <laughs> i don't know i feel like it was funny <laughs> and shit was funny but um i saw a lot of people specifically males downing Jada and saying how she was trash for cheating on her husband and blah 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 and I just feel like that's not our business to judge like you know what I'm saying and as you can tell in the video you know Will said they were separated not saying that you know that's cool but that's me you know and also I know they had made a joke at the end when she was like, oh, yeah, you got me back already. So it's like, you don't know if he's completely innocent. I'm sure he's done stuff. There's been rumors for years about their marriage and things like that. So it's like to sit there and bash her, like, it was unnecessary. We just need to learn how to mind our business, honestly. So Yeah. Well, she said it was years ago and, like, she's choosing to speak on it because she doesn't have to. Like, it's been years her and will during the interview were like literally it was years ago like we've already dealt Mm -hmm. with all this um i mean my thing about the whole interview was like i just think it's dope in general how they really are friends almost before lovers Mm -hmm. like and i love that they have like a nice solid foundation of like yo i need to tell you something like on a real friendship level and they can sit down and do that they can be open they can be honest and they can be real without being like damn you did that all right i'm gonna head out Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, damn, you did that. Let's sit down. Let's work through it. Let's yeah. move forward. And let's hope this doesn't happen again. So I, that's something I've always admired about their relationship. Like, you're really sitting down with your husband. <clears throat> yes, you've already dealt with it years ago. But sitting down with your husband in the public eye and you two are having a conversation. Not you sitting down with your, your, your girl or an interviewer or whatever. No, you are sitting down on your own table, mm-hmm. able to talk that like with your husband back and forth. Mm-hmm. and able to joke about it and stuff because like they said in the interview it was hard they went through it but now they can talk about it and like it sucked but it's yeah. something they can talk about that they've gone through and all this stuff so I just I thought it was dope like from a relationship standpoint to have like that type of foundation definitely yeah you don't really get that in a lot of relationships mm-hmm. but Will looks so uncomfortable yeah and he's <laughs> I felt for him. But the only thing I kind of was like, mm, I didn't really like that she even got involved with August when he was in such a shitty place. A low place. place, yeah. I didn't like that at all. But, I mean. It's true. Yeah, I people were making comments about how she should be considered a predator if it was a man. Oh, no. You know, we would say he was a predator. And I think there's space to have that conversation. Where <clears throat> when I say that she's a predator, 
Not necessarily, but I do think she may have took advantage of him in a vulnerable state, Mm -hmm. um, which is a conversation to have. He's probably the only person I actually do feel bad for in this whole situation Mm -hmm. because he has gone through a lot. Mm -hmm. um, And at the time, he was really going through it. But I do have some questions because Red Table Talk ain't been out that long. And they Mm -hmm. said that this was four and a half years ago, but that episode aired in, I think, 2018. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out, did they recorded a couple of years prior to it being put out because otherwise the timeline don't match but yeah. not my business like i said not my tax tax bracket um let them rich people carry on how they carry on um anything else you want to say about that no, no okay but j cole keeps coming to my head that Jada in that wheel <laughs> somebody <laughs> Somebody posted, like, this still a relationship y'all want? And I DM the person, like, yep, so I can cheat in peace. Like, Jada. I cannot. <laughs> so I can cheat in peace. I'm joking. But it was <laughs> the memes have been great. Um, I don't know if you guys, which I'm actually sure that you have, but a story has been circulating um, on social media about a young woman who died during childbirth. And um, we wanted to touch on that a little bit just black women dying um from childbirth and how we aren't given proper medical care when it comes to uh labor and delivery there's a post on instagram and i'm not gonna read the whole thing you guys know i'm not um for a lot of words but (laughs) um the page is so you want to talk about And it says, so you want to talk about medical racism. The first post says myths about physical racial differences are used used to justify slavery and are still believed by some doctors today. Over the centuries, the two most persistent physiological myths that Black people were impervious to pain and had weak lungs and could be strengthened through hard work. Huh. I feel like this is going to piss me off. <laughs> okay, anyway, continuing on. Worm their way into scientific consensus and they remain rooted in modern day medical education and practice. Racial bias in medical care is real and it continues to put lives at risk. Um, the post continues to go on to discuss um, Black women and percentage-wise of the number, the numbers when it comes to um, mortality rates with childbirth, Black women die at a percentage of 37.1 um, versus their counterparts, women of other races, 14.7% and white women at 11.8%. Um, not being a woman who has children, I want to ask Darielle, what was your experience with your doctors when you were pregnant? Um, I feel like a lot of my concerns were ignored. Just because, especially my second time around, because going through my first pregnancy, I knew how badly I get sick. And so I knew there were things that could prevent me from having to be in the hospital again. And um, when I voiced my concerns to my OBGYN, they basically was making it seem like there was nothing that they could do about it or I just had to wait it out. And, you know, so I went through my pregnancy thinking, there was nothing that I could do and I just had to be sick. And what what happened? I ended up in the hospital again to the point where like my body was like shutting down. So 
Um, it's scary. Thank God I have, you know, two beautiful children and, you know, my deliveries were good. But it's just like the next time around, I don't know, you know? Yeah, yeah that's, it's scary. And that's a fear of mine for me and my friends. Um, Darielle and I share a mutual friend that actually had a baby like three months ago. And I'm not going to lie. Like it even scared me for her situation because she's a minority as well. Like how, how she would or would not be taken. Um, and I don't know, it's just, it's scary and it's almost not real to me personally until I'm in the situation. Cause you don't want to believe something like that, but you see so many stories like, um, I think, again, it was another one of our mutual friends who had, like, multiple kids and then passed on this random last one. And it's like, was that an issue of not being taken seriously? And um, I also heard about a story a few months ago of this lady that had gone in and she said she was experiencing pain. They dismissed her and sent her home. She came back a few days later to the hospital and ended up dying in the hospital from Mm -hmm. what she said the issue was. And it was notated. They went back and looked at her chart. It was notated, like the nurse ran her like scans and everything. Mm-hmm. Notated what was wrong. Still sent her home. And what the nurse notated was wrong is what she died of, mm-hmm. and sent her home anyway. Because you know they view black women as just loud and over exaggeratory, mm-hmm. and there's not really that bad. Your pain isn't that bad. And that post that Brandy just read was talking about how Serena Williams herself. Um, popped up and had to tell the nurse that she had a blood clot, and the nurse was like, "No, it's your medicine. You're just tripping." And they run her scans, probably because she's a famous person, mm-hmm. run her scans and she had multiple blood clots because she had experienced it before and that would have killed her. I just don't understand why we are ignored because even through my pregnancies, I will keep going to them like I can't keep anything down. You know, they'll put an IV in me for a couple for a couple hours, send me home and then I'll have to keep coming back until they keep me in the hospital for like a few weeks. Like it's, it's sad. And I don't know, like. I saw something too where it was saying like women aren't supposed to have babies laying down and mm-hmm. yeah you're supposed to actually stand up. So mm-hmm. I feel like I did see that too. Yeah. Yeah, you're supposed so to. So it's like why the fuck are we doing that? Right, who whose idea? A western civilization. Duh. Yeah. You're I'm supposed to like kind of like squat mm-hmm. when yeah. you deliver. I feel like I saw something about that. Um I think just in general African-American people in medical care, um, we're not given the care that we should be given. Just as a diabetic and sitting here listening to you guys talk, I think about, you know, I've been a diabetic ever since I was nine. And I think I was in my 20s when I finally got a doctor that was very hands on Mm -hmm. with me um, in regards to my health and different things that I could implement into my diet and different treatments that are out there as far as like pumps and really sitting down and taking the time with me. Even when I was a kid, I had the same doctor well into my teenage years, but they were never really hands-on with my mom Mm -hmm. to like really teach my mom like, okay, this is what she needs and this is what you need to do, which is why it's a struggle for me now as an adult to properly maintain a good diet and work out and make sure my blood sugars are how they're supposed to be because I never really was given the tools when Mm -hmm. I was a kid. Um, times that I've spent in the hospital, like I remember going to the hospital and they didn't want to give me, and I mean, I was in a great deal of pain and they did not want to give me any kind of pain medication because I run, 
black female, I'll run the risk of being an addict. And I'm not. I have no history mm-hmm. of addiction. Yeah. I've never been strung out on anything. And they were literally giving me Tylenol. And I felt like yeah. I was going to die. Cool. Like, And um, even with my primary care doctor, thankfully, she's a black woman. And I've been going to her since I was, was 15. She's always been hands-on with me. But the times where she's been out on leave or whatever the case may be, I remember um, going in for a physical and the doctor calling me to give me back all of my test results for everything and go over any numbers that looked off. And there was something, it was like something that was needed to be addressed and I needed to see a specialist about. But when I had talked to this specific doctor, she was very vague. And I was asking her questions on the phone, like, well, what does this mean? And, you know, can you answer more? And she just kind of blew me off. And my doctor had to actually call me back and she was like, well, this is what it is. And we're going to send you to a specialist for this to make sure that it's nothing else. And she actually went through and explained everything to me. So it's actually really hard to get good medical care just in general. You know what I mean? And so to think like I have another life growing inside of me and you guys don't want to listen to me. Mm -hmm. That's wow. That's terrifying. So, I mean, I guess really, ladies, if you are having a baby, find a doctor that is relatable, find a doctor that understands. Possibly, I'm even going to say find a doctor who is Black um, that will actually take the time to listen to what you're saying and give you all the information that you need in medical care that you deserve. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's all I got for that. So moving along, um, there is a post also circulating on social media that says, stop telling Black women you'll be fine in moments when they need comfort and support. How do you guys feel about that? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I 100% agree. Um, I feel like I have this issue a lot, especially with, I hate to keep putting things on males, but like, I feel like a lot of men that I have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, like whether it's coworkers, friends, baby daddies or whoever the fuck it is I feel like I'm always told oh you'll be fine it's okay get over it deal with it like I feel like it's just so it comes off so dismissive and it's really disrespectful because it's like why do I always have to be fine why is it not okay for me not to be fine in this moment like I know I'm gonna be fine I know it's gonna work out but right now I just need you to acknowledge that I'm having a moment and let me have my moment like it's that simple I was going to say, I feel like it should be as simple as like somebody just listening to you. Mm-hmm. And even if they don't have to give their feedback, but just listening to you and letting you know that like, I hear you and I'm sorry that you're going through that. Not, okay, yeah, but like everybody does. You'll be fine. Oh, I hate that. Well, it's not all you. Problems. Everybody, it could be worse. I have a friend <laughs> that specifically will like, anytime I tell her something that's going on in my life, mm-hmm. she'll, she'll start like, say it's a work related thing. like. I don't get stressed at work too often, but if I'm like, damn, today really stressed me out, she'll start naming her entire work week and what she was stressed about. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know we were, uh, I didn't know we were like, competition. Yeah, it's like, it's like downplaying what I'm going through. Like, so you guys know that I work a lot. I have multiple jobs. I work a lot. Mm-hmm. I would come home and even this specific person would like, see me come home late night and still have to hop online and finish homework. I get home at like, start my day at like eight, get home at 9 PM. And I still have to finish homework. And that's like my, my day, like five days a week. That's what I do. 
And I would complain about it on like the next day. And then again, she would start to, well, yeah, but I had, um, she would just say like, cause she has one job and there's nothing wrong with people having one job. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till they have one fucking job and that's it. Mm-hmm. She had one job to do every single day, which is like her day job. And she literally would be like, um, she literally would say to me like, yeah, well, I had to pick up this extra shift because like by choice, I had to pick up this shift because I needed more money. Okay, I'm not telling you that I've worked a 12 hour, 13 hour day for you to tell me that you did the same thing. So sometimes you just need to listen to people when they're stressed mm-hmm. out or going through something or having a long, hard day and just shut the f- shut up. Shut up. <laughs> um, so this post on Instagram and I was reading it as you guys were talking and uh, it says psychological invalidation looks like, and it gives all these different examples. Um, one being, it could be worse. I'm sure it wasn't that bad. You shouldn't feel that way. Just get over it. Just let it go. Um, this one is striking to me. I know exactly what you're going through. That's, that was it. <laughs> um, I, I And I say this, um, and I never really thought about it coming off as um, not validating how someone feels. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another example is, why are you making such a big deal over it? You're too sensitive. You're overreacting. Mm -hmm. People tell me that one all the time. You always have to make a fuss about things. Man up. Um, That the one, that's really interesting to me. I'm going to have to change my language now when it comes to my friends or whomever expressing Mm -hmm. themselves to me. I I never really thought about it that way. Um, I think that as far as the whole, you know, telling black women they're going to be fine in moments where they just need comfort and support. I think that's really important because we do so much soldiering. Like Mm -hmm. there's never really an opportunity given to us to just be vulnerable um, or to have a bad day or to mm-hmm. be in your feelings or to be emotional. So I do think that we need to hold space for one another and ourselves because I mean, I even say some of those things to myself sometimes like you'll be fine. You've been through worse. You got over it instead mm-hmm. of really sitting and processing how I feel and allowing myself to have a vulnerable moment and be weak for a moment. Um, and even if it's just for a moment, mm-hmm. I think that we need to be intentional about allowing ourselves that space to do such. Mm-hmm. Um, I do that a lot too, just because my mom is like that with me. My mom is this fucking hard ass. I've never probably saw her cry twice. <laughs> and she just, you know, me and my sisters are more sensitive. Well, I don't even want to call it sensitive. I'm I don't know what to say. Anyways, we're more in touch with our feelings. And mm-hmm. every time we're having a moment, she is kind of like, oh, well, life goes on. Or, you know, I had it hard and I had to go through this. And it's just like, girl, like, why can't you just listen? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, I just need to vent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I just want to vent. And once I vent, I feel so much better. But it's like people, once you brush me off, it just, it pisses me off. And I'm mad all over again. Like that's I can relate to that. That's how my mom does me. Is like, first of all, I've I've always felt like when I recently told her this, everything that I do kind of isn't good enough. Like the way I went to college wasn't the right way. Mm-hmm. The way I decided to live in my apartment isn't the right way. The car I picked, that type of thing. So when I'm talking about something, like even where I chose to have my party, 
that was a problem. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's our cousin. Just stuff like that. But it's like, if I'm telling her anything that's related to me, it automatically switches to her. Well, I mean, I've been through it and I got through it and I was fine. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, uh, there's other things, you know, just it's constantly invalidating my experience and what I've gone through. So I got to a point where, like, I just don't, I don't tell her anymore. Yeah. And she gets offended by that. I just feel like, I just, she finally admitted to being jealous. I just feel like I get jealous of like other people getting your time and stuff. I'm like, well, every time I do, or I tell you about something, it's like Darielle said, it's that invalidating commentary of, well, I mean, I went through this when Mm -hmm. I was young. No, it's not about you. Okay. That was also 30 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Like I notice sometimes when people like, you know, when you're going through it, they tend to like blow it off or act like it's not a big deal. But then when, it's them complaining about something they expect you to be overly supportive mm-hmm. like I, one time I purposely did on purpose just to see I purposely didn't baby someone's feelings and they got an attitude mm-hmm. and I wanted to be like I mean that's what you do to me all the time right. so but I just like mm. look at you testing the waters <laughs> I like you <laughs> it's funny because for real for real Darielle's probably one of the few people who has taught me how important it is to just listen. Mm-hmm. And I think I've said this before, like I'm very optimistic. So I am that friend that's going to be like, it's going to be okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's going to be all right. Um, and the more and more she would just say like, and sometimes I just need people to listen. Like, yeah. just, just listen to me go off. I don't need a solution. I don't need none of that. And so now when we have these conversations, I just listen to her. And it's like, okay, how can I help you in this situation? <laughs> you just, what you need me to do today, don't you need to listen? <laughs> but it, I think it's important to have those people around you that can call that out and mm-hmm. say that, like, I don't need anything other than just a moment of your time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so important to just have people that are just willing to listen. And if I need a shoulder to cry, you'll cry with me. Or, mm-hmm. but, and even to have those friends that be like, girl, get your shit together. Yeah. Um, it's important to have all of that. But I do think, we all have to be mindful of making sure we validate our friends' feelings, even if we don't agree. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Even if I cannot at all see where you're coming from, I'm going to still hear what you have to say and just take it in. Right. I think yeah. that's important. I got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Just real quick. I got to do better because that same friend that I was talking about, she irritated me so much doing that for years that now when she talks to me, I'm like, you'll be fine. <laughs> She'll be like, oh my God. So like today at work, I was struggling with this, 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 and this. And I literally will look at her and be like, okay. And she's like, yeah. And then but she'll keep going. And she'll be like, yeah. And then earlier in the week, and I'm like, damn. But you'll be all right though. But I just felt like, I don't even I don't even say it's on purpose but I just felt like I was invalidated so much that like I'm just I'm kind of at a point where I don't tell them that much anymore and then when they give it back to me I just am at this mellow mode of like damn that really sucks I hope you I hope it's all right though <laughs> I fuck around and do some shit like that so I gotta do better because that she really is like my person so I gotta do better but I just got to a point where I was like bro you gotta stop one of our friends called her out for doing like stop saying that you're invalidating Everything she says, we go, well, listen what I went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not why I told you that I'm struggling. 
And it's okay if you want to talk about what you're going through too, but let me have my moment first. Right. And then you can talk about, you And know. then we can be relatable. Right. <laughs> and both talk about not shit jobs and, and coworkers. I was just going to say that it's important to do this with your kids too. Because mm. I know it's like, MJ is such a crybaby. <laughs> oh my God. He's such a baby. And it, I'm, he caught me one day too, because, okay, one day, um, he told me that him and one of his um, classmates ran into each other and they both cried. And the teacher was like, well, I said, I'm like, you're a big boy, you're fine. And she, he was like, well, my teacher said I'm not a big boy because I cried. And I was like, that is not true. Like, you're allowed to have your mommy, you're allowed to cry, yeah. you know, just pick yourself back up. So then later on that day, we got in the car and he was like whining because he couldn't put a seatbelt on. I'm like, stop crying over that. He was like, but you said it's okay to cry. I was like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. You're right. I was like, okay, there are certain things that all you need to do is ask for help. You don't have to cry about that. But, you know, if you're hurting or you're upset, you can have your moment, but just handle your emotions correctly. Like, God. it was so funny. Kids are just so much smarter than adults. They really are. <laughs> the fact that you are. remember that was like, but wait a minute, you told me four hours ago that I can let my shit out, so don't. Yeah, so. I literally have to learn to instead of like immediately like getting upset or frustrated when they have their moment to just let them cool off and then be like, okay, what's wrong? So yeah. Oh my god, can you teach me when I have babies? <laughs> I will try. Thank you. <laughs> um. So this was found on Twitter, and the question is: Is this really healthy? The tweet says, I overthink, I overlove, I overfeel. So, healthy or unhealthy? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. I think it can be unhealthy when it starts to, like, be detrimental to your relationships and your own mindset. Um, But I, this is me in a tweet. (laughs) And I've from a prophetic like Christian moment, if anybody else out there can relate, I had like, I have a friend that's like super prophetic and she was just pouring into me a few years ago. And she was just telling me like, she was like, your ability to love beyond you is not normal. She was like, that is literally a gift from God. She goes, no matter what you go through or what a person puts you through the way like that you love is just not something that everybody on this earth has. So mm-hmm. don't let that go just because there's been multiple people that take advantage of it. And once she said that, I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely not a mistake. Because, yeah. like, people can, like, tear me down. Like, I think about an ex I had and, like, every week, every single week was, like, a struggle. And I loved him through it all. Like, mm-hmm. all. Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't not. Like, of course, I told him about himself, put him in his place, the whole nine. But when it came down to it, like, I just felt over love and over feelings for him mm-hmm. um and I don't know I think I think it could be a mix of both like I said if it becomes detrimental that becomes a problem otherwise I don't think there's anything wrong with like being empathetic that's another thing that I am yeah super fucking empathetic like I will cry because I can feel like people's pain I remember at my friend's funeral maybe this was because it's my friend but I'm empathetic anyway when I saw his best friend pass out, I literally wanted to pass out. Because it's like, I, I can't imagine that being my best friend. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm already close to the guy, but not as close as his best friend was. So, like, feeling that. And my therapist called it, um, I think she said it's 
compassion fatigue where you just people constantly pour into me and pour into me and pour into me about like their problems and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I always take it on. And it's Mm -hmm. to the point where like I get overly exhausted or something Mm -hmm. like that. And I was like, I don't know what to do or say though. That's just who I am. Yeah. It's interesting because I feel like everything you explained about yourself is how I am. Mm -hmm. And my, um, counselor slash mentor whatever you want to call her um was telling me like it's okay that you're that way but you just need to give it to the right people Mm. so I think it's when you're giving it to the wrong people is when it can be unhealthy and draining because you're constantly pouring and giving your all and then the other person is just like yeah I just fucking wall up yeah but so I think it like you said I think it's a little bit of both um I love that I'm that way but like I said, I, the only times I hate it is when I feel like I'm not giving that to the right person. But or if it's like being used or taken advantage right. of. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel. But that. it's hard though. Like sometimes I don't want to feel everything so deeply. I know, like, it sucks. It fucking <laughs> sucks. Like you, oh, it just feels like like you want to take over the world and help everybody in their mm-hmm. problems. And like I've always been called like an asshole or like blunt or a bitch or blah 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 blah. But then everybody goes, but when you know her. You know that, like, she loves so hard and she cares about any and everybody and she's so genuine. Yeah. And it sucks, but, like, like I said, after having that prophetic moment, I know that I'm this way for a reason. Yeah. I know that I'm meant to extend my love and feelings mm-hmm. for a reason. But I will tell you, overthinking does fuck me up a lot. Yeah. That one, I could let go. I don't need it. I really be really thinking so deep. Me too. Like, <laughs> I don't need it. Let you it go. You me fucked up. And then I'm like, oh, you wasn't even doing it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, are they trying to be funny? Yeah, it's like you you can keep that one. That <laughs> one guy. Different scenario. I don't need the overthink. I'll overlove and feel all the time, but the overthink has had me fucked up in situations for years. Yeah. And like D said, you really be like, oh, God was the one drinking. Tripping, like, <laughs> and then I feel dumb. I feel dumb as fuck. Like, Every time I feel like I'm tripping, I always gotta call Brandy. Like, am I tripping? Because yeah. I know you think logical, and I'm more emotion. <laughs> And then, too, like, I, because I am, like, an over-lover and all that shit, I'll be trying to figure out, like, what, how can I translate that into, like, my purpose? Or how can I make that something? Mm, that's good. That's though. real good. Wow. Yeah. You're Come on, there you Okay. I haven't figured it out. <laughs> okay, but at least you think that way, shit. I, uh, I don't disagree with um anything that you guys said, so I don't have to, like, go into it. Because <laughs> I'm gonna say the same things that you guys said, but yeah, I think it just has to be a balance, and you need to know who to give that love and that feeling and that those thoughts to. Um, but I mean, give yourself grace for the overthinkers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an overthinker, so yeah, just give yourself grace. So we found another uh, post on Instagram. Um, This is a woman who was murdered by her boyfriend of 10 years. Um, The post reads, last month, 26-year-old Shayna Donahue was stabbed and strangled to death by her boyfriend of 10 years. Her story didn't get much attention. This is to remember her. She had a popular natural hair YouTube under the name Nap Queen. Um, Apparently, they... Broke up a few years ago, got back together, and she was very happy about them getting back together. And then um, the abuse started again. Um, 
Or no, I'm sorry. They broke up because of the abuse and then got back together after three years. And then they moved in together and he ended up murdering her. Um, wanted to take a moment just to acknowledge her and um, say that our thoughts and prayers are with her family. And this just kind of made me think about um, when Dario and I first started the podcast, we had a episode talking about healthy, unhealthy relationships. And um, I just, I kind of want to just let anyone out there know if that's something that you're dealing with, get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not your responsibility, whether you're a male or a female, to do the emotional work for the other person. Something is going on with them that you can't love them out of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you can't stick through it in hopes that they would change if it means that it's your life that you're putting at risk. Um, you can only encourage them to get help. And if they do not, you have to take the steps that you have to take in order to put yourself in a better situation. Mm-hmm. Um, because we always, I think we all operate under the mindset like, oh, that would never be me. Mm. That would never be me until it's you. Mm-hmm. Um, SZA, I think it was, or not SZA. Was it SZA or was it um, Kiki? Had just put a tweet up about how she caught her boyfriend SZA. sleeping okay sleeping with the best friend and she was like everybody thinks they'll go donkey kong in that situation mm-hmm. but you you know until you're in it she was like i couldn't do anything but just say oh my bad and walk <laughs> away you know what i mean so it's just i hate when people use that that thought process like oh that could never be me i would never i would never deal with that i'm not somebody who thought that i would ever deal with that mm-hmm. until right. i was in it right you know so I just, you know, I just want to encourage someone if you're going through that to get out of it. They say it takes a victim, I think, seven Seven. times before they leave. Um, And it's just, it's not, it's not worth it. I was just talking to my friends about that. I had dropped off uh, one of, one of the pieces of my fitness line to um, one of my good friends. And I don't even know how we got on the topic about it. Um. But I mean, I agree with you in the sense of like, that's not your goal or that's not your job to carry somebody else's weight. And being in therapy helped me realize anyway, that a lot of the times it's the other person's problem and nothing is going to change them except for them wanting to change Mm -hmm. everything that the other person does, whether it's a romantic relationship or not, everything the other person does on the opposite end of you is out of your control. How somebody moves, thinks, walks, takes something, doesn't take something. That has nothing to do with you. That is something that they have to work through and something that they have to deal with on their own. So to try to stay in that, and that is my fear, kind of how, Brandy, you were talking about, like, you never know until it's you. I worry if I was ever in that situation, speaking about overloving and overfeeling, that I would just want to love them so much that it would be so bad to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it would be so hard for me to leave a situation like that Mm -hmm. because I wasn't what I consider an emotionally and mentally abusive relationship, not physically. Um, And all I wanted to do was love him harder through it. And that's not my job. That's Mm -hmm. not my job to carry him and make sure he's fine. But like, this sounds awful, but I feel like I would do it all over again Mm -hmm. because I loved him so much that I wanted him to reach that potential. I wanted him to be better. 
I wanted him to be on the be beyond the problems we had. Mm-hmm. And it just it's not gonna happen and it didn't happen and it still hasn't happened. Being broken up with him after him now. I think we've been broken up for like three or four years and he still is struggling. Mm-hmm. And even after our breakup, I would send like, hey, here's a motivational podcast, here's a motivational whatever, maybe you should listen to it and it will uplift you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's not my job. Yeah. I should not be taking care of him at all. I think what you said about it, you know, other people's problems is not you, it's theirs is really important to remember. I've probably said this on the show before, but like what people do nine times out of ten don't have shit to do with you. And it's hard because, you know, I'm gonna speak for myself, but like I tend to take on a lot of other people's problems too. Like I take it personal or when they're feeling away, I take on all of that energy and it is so draining. But you just have to separate like, you know, they have an issue. If they're li- if they're a liar, they're a cheater, they're abusive, it's on them. Like, but also being in that type of relationship, like I've had someone tell me like, well, why would you stay? Why would you keep going back? But I'm just like, it's just one of those things that you just wouldn't understand unless you're in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on the outside looking in, yeah, you it's easy for you to be like, just leave. But it's not that simple. Like, mm-hmm. I literally separated myself from friends, from family. I lost friends. Like, I don't know why. I can't tell you why. But it's just for some reason, I just could not leave I just couldn't until one day I was just like all right I'm tired of this shit like yeah. and I you know it was because of my child but unfortunately some people just never get that courage and you can't judge people just because you feel like it's so easy to leave because it's really not Mm-mm. it's really not it's not yeah it's it's not really easy at all because like Kim like you were saying like you love that person and you and you've seen a different side of them that you know exist you know what I mean and it's like and I think just as women like we're we're taught to endure and that's a whole nother conversation to have and it's just like I know you can be better and I want you to be better not only for you but for this relationship Mm -hmm. and let me again love you into that and it doesn't work or you you find excuses like well he went through this you know what I mean like that Mm -hmm. that was my thing like he lost someone. Yeah. I can't leave him right now. Right. You know what I mean? Who who else is he going to go yeah. to? But you can't be savior, you know, at, yeah. at your own expense. And um, I think that I, I remember having a conversation with my friend. She was talking to me, talking to our group about some things that she was going through with a man. And I stopped her mid through, midway through the conversation. Like, that's what we're not doing. Like, I'm I'm not out here working as hard as I am to be a better person and to do the work and to grow mentally, physically, all of that. And I'm going to latch on to a man who can't do the same. Because it just brings you down. That's just crazy. Like, I'm not doing your work for you. Go. Have y'all seen that meme said? It's like, um, start telling these niggas you know a place and drop them off at the <laughs> there. <laughs> no. Yes. Oh, my God. But the thing about it is there's a lot of people that don't even realize they have problems. Yeah, so, I'm people, that I people. know got some issues, and they like, I'm fine. Maybe if I need therapy, I might go one day. Like, nigga, you got issues now. That's literally how one of my best friends. <laughs> yes, yeah. she thinks she even thinks that her childhood has not shaped her into the adult she is. And I was like, Are you dumb? Like, if you were raised in a completely different household, you'd be a completely different person. Yeah. Minus the 
genetic issues and makeups. But if you were raised in a completely different world, yeah. you would not act that way. There are people that think that like I had the best childhood just because, you know, I had a stepdad that played football, you know, we had people clean our house. We went out to eat all the time. We were shopping all the time, but that shit fucked me up. And even if you got a <laughs> even if you have a good childhood and for the most part uh, what seems to be healthy, there's still things that it's come with that. Yes. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's what I said. If you think you're fine, if you're not. Go yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to get a wake up call. If I could go back, I would not choose to have, like, I'm thankful for it, but it really fucked me up, like, growing up and trying to be on my own. Like, yeah. Now when I struggle, it's hard. Yeah. And it don't even be that deep. At least, you can, but you can admit that. You, you know what? You can admit that, and something will be like, "No, it's just the fucking world. The world sucks." And you're like, "No, it's actually because I'm used to, I'm used to being provided for, and now that I have to like, if I, it's like a, if I want it, I gotta go get it type of thing." Mm-hmm. You can admit that. People will really be like, "No, he's just he's just being mean to me at the grocery store. He just didn't want to give it to me." If you don't shut, if I got mates, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it spoke to me too, Brandy, when you said like realizing or not even I guess you could say realizing their potential or seeing their potential and staying because almost because you feel bad like mm-hmm. I literally like went half on an apartment with this man because I felt bad that he didn't have a place to live like and I was like oh my god like if you need a place to live like what if we went like half on an apartment that way like it won't take all your expenses but it'll do you know mm-hmm. we'll be ha-. and I was like why are you such a good person to like the people that don't fucking deserve it tonight <laughs> why are you like it and it literally though was I mean, that shit is deep. Like, it, I was doing any and everything I could to help this person. And every single week, like, he was entertaining somebody else. Mm-hmm. Every week. I can't make that shit up. Every week. I did this for a year and a half. Every week. Why? I've even had people in my life where, like, I was always supporting their goals and things that they were doing and uplifting them and praying for them. And when it comes... For them to do that for me, I wasn't getting it. Mm-hmm. I'm at, just like, yeah. you gotta go. I'm at the point if it's not <laughs> reciprocated. I even said this about friendships, and I feel this way about relationships too. Mm-hmm. If it's not reciprocated, you gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go. I can't do it. You know? Yep. I wanted to touch on reverse racism. We did have a post about it, but I think we lost it. But Kim is going to give us the gist of that post. So I think it was something along the lines of basically, and it was one of my um, white friends from my childhood that actually posted it because she's like super aggravated by the whole issue of like white people playing victim. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was something along the lines of like basically speaking like, I wish I, it was so good. I wish I could remember what it was, but it was basically like as a white person, you'll never be able to uh, under, like understand what a black person goes through because you're not black and you can't call somebody racist because they've called you out on your shit. Mm. So an example, if, cause I'm, I'm starting to realize that some of these white people aren't even racist. It's just ignorant as hell when it comes to what comes out of their mouth mm-hmm. and like saying things like, I actually had somebody say this to me recently. Um, there's no way I experienced racism. I can't make this shit up. There's no way I experienced racism because I'm privileged because I have a house and a car and I go to school. That's what a black person said. That is what a white person said to me recently. That you don't experience racism? Because I have a house oh, okay. I'm like, and a car and I go to school. 
Yeah, because that automatically dictates me and depicts me as a white blonde girl in America. You're you're privileged. You don't you don't go through that. You have what? a house and a car and in um in a whatever. And then I and then proceeded to tell me that I have racist com- conversations towards white people every single day. I said, how how is speaking on a black person's experience racist to a white person? And that's basically what the post was about in a nutshell is when black people speak on their experiences, they're mm-hmm. racist. What? Well, black people can't be racist. The, that's literally what the post <laughs> was about. When they came in. <laughs> yes, yes. That's literally what the post was about. <laughs> like you, because it's like you, because I'm speaking on a black or a white person being racist to me. Literally, I had an incident in Louis Vuitton with this being racist towards me would automatically now make me racist towards you. I'm sorry, when did we enslave white people and when were they oppressed for years? Oh, wait. They weren't. Never. <laughs> so, I'm confused. At this point, white people are ridiculous. And I'm just fucking over it and I'm tired of them and their little stinking-ass kids always fucking staring. Stinking-ass <laughs> stinking-ass kids. I mean, they will break their fucking neck. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you looking at? Like, <laughs> I've been cussing, and I don't want to be like this, but I've been cussing white folks out, okay? This one lady, I'm walking in the grocery store. She did not want to slow down. And I said, damn, bitch, are you going to hit me? Like, they're just so ignorant. Like, I just, I just can't. I have no patience with them. I'm I'm not mad at that, because I think I'm at the point where I'm fed up, and I don't care how you view I don't care if you view my conversations as racist or not. Mm-hmm. I at this point don't give a shit. I don't care if you're my fucking close family member or close friend. I don't give a shit if you're offended anymore. I don't. Usually I'd be like, oh damn, I probably shouldn't have said that because mm-hmm. they have feelings too. Fuck you, fuck that. I don't give a shit what role you have in my life. <laughs> I'm at the point where like when they said that to me, I was literally at the point where like, well I've never felt this way towards this person and I don't feel bad for it. Because I'm fucking over it. I'm mm-hmm. over it. Like I'm over it. You can kiss my ass. Because this is my family that you're talking about at this point. This is my children that you're talking about at this point. You can kiss my motherfucking ass. And that's all I have to say. I don't... Let's go to the grocery store together and fuck people up verbally. I'm here for that. I don't give a shit! <laughs> it, what a time. That's all I can really yeah. say is what a time. Because this is crazy. So to go into this a little bit further, I'm going to read this post. It says six times black people were punished harsher than white people for the same crime. Felicity Huffman, a wealthy white celebrity, was sentenced to 14 days in prison for forging her child's SAT scores and her involvement in college admission scandal. (laughs) Tanya McDowell was sentenced to five years in prison for lying about her home address to get her son into a better school district. Chase Lightner, Lightner, um, in the same courtroom on the same day by the same judge, Chase was sentenced to two years in county jail for armed robbery. Lamar Lloyd, in the same courtroom on the same day by the same judge, Lamar was sentenced to twenty six years in a courtroom for armed robbery. Derek Hicks, Hicks refused to stop for police, which led to a car chase. He fled the scene and was later safely captured and detained. His car was searched and they found marijuana. Aaron Bailey, a black man. The very next day, Bailey refused to stop for police, which led to a car chase. 
He tried to flee the scene, but was shot and killed. His car was searched and they found nothing. Brock Turner. Brock Turner, a Stanford athlete, sexually assaulted a young woman behind a dumpster. He was sentenced to six months in prison. Brian Banks. Brian Banks, an NFL hopeful, was falsely accused of assaulting a young woman at, at 16 years old. He, sent, he was sentenced to five years in prison. Austin Wilkerson. Austin Wilkerson, a college athlete, was charged with sexually assaulting an unconscious young woman. He was sentenced to probation, no jail time. Corey Beatty, a college athlete, was charged with sexually assaulting an unconscious young woman. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison. Thomas Daniel Gaskins. Gaskins, a Virginia police officer, was charged with, the possess with possession of 11 marijuana plants in a growing and a growing operation. He was not charged for growing or cultivating. Dale Wayne Green. Dale Wayne Green, a black man charged with possession of $20 worth of marijuana. He is serving a life sentence without parole. Literally the photos of them crying like is so heartbreaking. Yeah. <sighs> Like I, I think I said this on a previous show, or it possibly was a show that we got that got deleted. It's like black people are hit at every turn, every angle, every way imaginable. The system just was not set up for us. It was built to stand against us in all actuality, and people are just lucky to be able to make it out at this point. Um, you see things that, like the Brock Turner situation, you know what I mean? And, and the other young kid that wasn't even, he wasn't even given any jail time. And then you have men who are doing life sentences for selling a $20 bag of weed. It's, it's crazy. Um, it's just, I, I, it's important. I, and I know some people don't believe in voting, but I, I think it's important that we get out here and vote. I don't care too much about the presidential election. Do what you will there. But as far as these smaller um, smaller voting, city voting, it's important It's important to get out and vote. Like We need to know who's the judge. We need to know mm -hmm. who's, you know, who we're voting in for police chief, different things like that. We just, we need to know. Yeah, I agree. Everything you just said, I definitely agree. System is not made to favor black lives or minority lives. Never has, probably never will be. Smaller elections, that's the word I was looking for. It totally escaped me. <laughs> but yes, it's really important to get out here and vote. So I encourage everybody to, when it's time, just go out and vote, be informed, be educated. Um, our voices matter, you know, regardless of, what you think our voices matter and we need to use them mm -hmm. um the last thing i wanted to discuss so ocho cinco and evelyn lozada are back in the news headlines and the shade room social media um evelyn got on instagram today to um, address something that Ocho Cinco said about the incident between him and her. Um, the Shade Room posted um, a post that she put up and she said, domestic violence is an act that should never be justified or minimized, period. Um, 
So originally, someone asked Ocho Cinco, like, why he's so positive and, you know, don't really get too worked up. And he said, you know, basically like a three-second situation ruined his life and he worked hard to get out of that and get his life back on track. So now he doesn't let a lot of things get him upset or out of character. And Evelyn uploaded this, you know, three-part video of her crying about it. Basically saying it wasn't just three seconds, it was more than one issue, blah, 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 blah. Um, and, like, we talked about this before we were, we were recording, like, you know, I'm not here to downplay what happened to her or say, you know, her feelings don't matter, but it's just kind of one of those things where, like, you know, you're out of that situation and let this man change, you know what I'm saying? I It doesn't seem like he's been involved in anything else like that since. So just let that man have his life. You know, some people do change. Some people get their shit together. And I don't think, you know, every time this gets brought up, she needs to go on social media and rant about it. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, it's some shit that she's not over and that she's still dealing with. And that's fine. But, like, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think everybody should have room for growth. And I think that, like, this touches on what we were talking about earlier. Like it's up to that person to grow. And if he's taking that time to like, and talking about having that time to grow, let him do so. Like he's not still walking around here. Well, to my knowledge, I don't know much about him um, outside of football. Um, he's not walking around here still smacking people and, and living the same life. So if it's, if he's growing from that, re- recognizing his mistake mm-hmm. and doesn't want him to hold, doesn't want it to hold him back, allow him to do so. I would hate for someone to keep bringing up an incident from years ago. Like, bro, I'm not the same person. Like, let it go. Yeah. Like I was telling you guys before we recorded, not to take away from her experience and her truth as she worded it in the post. Um, but it's just like, and, and I don't know if she was addressing it to address people commenting about it or if mm-hmm. she was addressing him specifically and saying that it, he only lost his temper once. Um, it's just like, and, and like I told y'all, not to say that she has not done this, but again, if it's a trigger for you, which she said it was triggering for her, seek help, go to therapy, speak to someone. Not that she has to do anything that I'm offering, but mm-hmm. I don't know how it helps for you to get on social media and go back and forth about what what happened right. with him. Um, if he's lying about only losing his temper once, then that's on him. You have to do the work for you. And I I don't see, but it's not for me to see how going on social media helps aid you in your process for moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I pray that Evelyn, um, is in a better space and that she gets to a place where it's no longer a trigger for her. And Mm -hmm. if Ocho Cinco has not changed, I pray that he gets the hope that he needs to be a better person and move Mm -hmm. about this world differently. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, social media just isn't the place. It's just not. I, I I think it does more harm than good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's all I really got. I don't um, know. I just try not to let you know a bad situation define who a person is. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those things where you just gotta pay attention and be mindful of who you're dealing with because some people don't change and some people do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Or it can be speaking of triggers, 
they can be a complete, do all this work, be a completely changed person damn near, and then one thing can make them snap, Mm -hmm. you know? So you just, like you said, know who you're dealing with and know what it comes with, but also allow room for that person to improve. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Growth. Yes. It's important. So I didn't get to shout you guys out in the beginning, but um, I just wanted to shout out all of our listeners. I'm sure y'all saw my little video rant on Instagram and I was like, we don't deserve you guys. <laughs> just shout out to y'all again because I really appreciate the support and the love that we get from you guys, you know, even though we do slack a lot. But just thank you for rocking with us every time we record and thank you for always tuning in and giving your feedback and just supporting us through it all do you realize that we have a toddler guys our baby is about to be three i know in october (sighs) three years old we have a a full-blown toddler on our hands Mm -hmm. Um, they grow little rats healthy and fine hopefully you know corona is slightly better by October, and we can do something and involve our listeners. A little mix and mingle type thing, you know what I'm saying? Bring your single friend. Hello. (laughs) Um, Yeah, guys, so I think that's all we have for this week. Please stay tuned. Um, We do want to do another live, have a male guest on to um, discuss some things. We will see you hopefully in two weeks. Yes. Stay safe. Wear your mask. Yes. Please wear a mask. It is not going to kill you to wear a mask. I can't breathe in it either. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. listen, after thinking I, you know, had Rona, it's just safe. For I'm two. so glad you haven't because you've been all up in that place. Mm-hmm. Girl. Everybody got the mask. I've been wearing the mask. That's why. And that's why I thought I had it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, guys, stay safe. Rona free. Wash your hands, wash your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me want to speak on people not washing their feet or using the same rag they wash their ass with to wash their feet with. Oh, that's, that's another topic. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that, guys. You're nasty. Um, don't forget to share, like, comment, subscribe, tell a friend to tell Please a friend. Subscribe. And tell a friend to tell their fucking friend. And leave some reviews on Apple Podcasts. Um, yeah. Whoever has the highest, um, like, shares or, like, highest followers to our page, uh, Brandy will go on a date with them. <laughs> <laughs> and if it's a female, my brother will go on a date with you. <laughs> yes, he's married. Yes, it's fine. I have decided that I am dating. Ooh. Ooh so y'all better get them shares in. <laughs> we should do a giveaway. Ooh, y'all. Y'all can't give me away. We should do like a little giveaway. In thing. my ass, that too late, right? Oh, we, we should do like a little gift bag or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we have bag. merch coming soon, y'all. So, yes, we're working on it, Junior. So, shout out to you. Maybe you'll get a date. It's like I'm kidding. I'm kidding because you have a, a person. But um, definitely come to the event, though, with your merch on. I don't have a person. <laughs> Neither, so I guess we'll just go with Darielle and her person. Yep. <laughs> I'll bring my dots on. It's fine. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, make sure you guys wash your butts. It's hot out there. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.